Sorry about that. It's been a little bit of a chaotic day. Um, had the actually, let's get the show going. I'll do that in the shooting and shit, so we can okay. cover at least ten minutes. Well, guys, this is episode ten of Loudmouth Stereo with Greg and myself, Shan. We are two podcasters that came together to make one show called Loudmouth Stereo. We do it on the Stereo app, and we post it on our feed on all of your favorite podcast platforms so if you look up loud mouth with an f stereo you can find us if you hashtag it on twitter or tiktok or ig you'll find some of our posts if you follow us on spill threads ig tag us hashtag loud mouth stereo and your favorite clips is easy to make clips here on the stereo app just you know check it out make your favorite clip post it post the show while we're doing the show we appreciate it and you can always shop with us on the loudmouth stereo shop with teespring and yeah we on the stereo app and if you don't know what the stereo app is google it and hop on here when we have a live show anything said in the comments will be on the show I do not edit those out. Um, it is 7.20, okay? And we are going to get to it. Greg, how was your day? It was good. Um, ju- just like last week, um, unemployment still is whipping my ass, uh, mm-hmm. officially. Um, trying to figure out at this point, I was supposed to have an interview this week with this job, and I don't think I gave like context to this job that I was so excited about that I am still so excited about. But basically, I've gotten my last two jobs by the grace of God and a recruiter. Shout out to Miana. So, and she's a white woman. Uh, so I was a little bit surprised that she was actually willing to like help out. But mm-hmm. this job, she called me about about a month month or so ago, and she's like greg this is a a gig i think you should take it the gig itself it's four days at home one day in the office the issue with the one day that's in the office is the place is about 50 minutes driving for me but me since i sold the car and i do public transportation it'd be about like an hour hour and a half right but again it's like one day a week so i you know i told jess i was like you know what i'd just rather catch an uber like the Uber would probably be like $30 each way. You think, okay, $60. You only go into the office, you know, four times a month. You make, you know, I'm sorry, you would spend that much money commuting, you know, train and, and like the time and everything like that would be equal. But that has nothing to do with the actual job itself. The job is easy. The job pays. Um, and I would be working with a black woman as my boss and I'm right up under her, which in my opinion has never happened. Um, in my entire like working career, and I think you and I talked about this before. I talked to Cashley about this as well on the sports desk that I don't feel comfortable working with white women officially, and that's not me being disrespectful. I just feel as though um, a lot of them have ulterior motives, and they feel as though they they need men beneath them and not at the same level of them or above. Like they're, they're chasing to surpass white men, but everybody, men and women alike of all, you know, colors and races, they want them beneath them. They'll use them to climb the ladder, but the moment they get to a rung on the ladder that's a little bit above them, they're pushing them down. So that's why I was like, none of that. Um, And I've historically, I've worked with a a Spanish woman who, she was really nice. Um, I learned a lot from her, but again, she was a Hispanic woman who wanted to be white. She wanted to play the game. And, you know, as a result, I told us I have to leave. Like, I could not be at that firm. So I left that firm and went to, you know, Miana, who's gotten me the two gigs. But getting into this um, job or this role, I was supposed to have an interview, week, you know, this week. Mm-hmm. And the lady basically, maybe like nine or, ten, nine or ten days ago, she contacted, well, I contacted her via email. I was like, hey, I'm on vacation, but you know, I could do this interview. I even carried like my suit and everything to 
the interview because I thought it would just make more sense to, if I'm on vacation, you know, get the job, then cool, I can start when I come back from vacation. No big deal. So she calls me, you know, she called, I'm sorry, I called her. And she's like, oh, yeah, like, you know, we're working out, you know, it'd still be like a two-week process, but we know you're on vacation for, like, your anniversary, so next week we're going to schedule the, you know, we'll schedule the interview. Now, when Mm -hmm. I say schedule the interview, I'm thinking, okay, we'll have the fucking interview next week. So, get, you know, home on Sunday from vacation. Monday morning, I get a call from Miana. And she was like, hey, did you, have you heard anything from her? I was like, yeah. Like, you know, I talked to her. She gave me all this information, blah, 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 blah. She was like, yeah, did you fill out their employment application? Because, you know, they sent it over to us. And I was like, yeah, I did that when I was on vacation. That was like the first week one of vacation where I actually sent that application to them. Mm-hmm. And I told her, I was like, the lady I'm, you know, I will be working with, I've already done my interview with her, but she was like, you know, there'll be like two other people that will want to interview me at the same time. I'm yeah. cool with that. My issue is... Now we're roughly three weeks removed from that interview and I'm still applying for jobs. I'm still doing that, but I'm hedging my bets on this one. I've done everything else other than get the offer letter, right? I've Mm -hmm. essentially gotten the job, but I still have to wait for these other two people to coordinate when they can do the interview. So it's Thursday now and I'm sitting there, I'm like, okay, wake up this morning, no email. I'm checking emails, there's nothing. I'm applying to you know, jobs through LinkedIn, because I don't trust anything else. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I'm just waiting, and there's nothing. And for me, I just don't want to be in that place of, you know what, I stop applying for jobs with the hopes of getting this job, and then the shit falls through. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I can comfortably say to anybody who's listening, the job market, it, it's already shit. But people who have jobs, don't appreciate the jobs that they have. Um, and I was one of those once upon a time. I can, I'll tell you till I'm blue in the face, like the law firm I was working at before, it wasn't that I hated the job. I hated my value there. And th- this will tie into the whole two, three job economy. I'm just like setting the scene here. Um, Shannon and I, we did an episode the day that I got my, uh, what do you call it? My review, right? Mm-hmm. Positive review and everything. And I asked, I was like, okay, I just got a new house and everything. My pay went up three percent however the cost of living went up eight so it it didn't justify the means so i had to do what i need to do which was get a job like a new uh, actual new job that i fucked with right and i did but i guess to like make the story less long i just want to tell people that the job market is shit y'all shouldn't be just casually saying you're gonna leave your spot because once you get out there because i was the same way january this year you say you leave your job that's comfortable and all that shit, but by the time you actually get to this new role or if you're ever unemployed, the shit is not cute. Uh, full transparency, unemployment in D.C., which is where I worked, um, is $444 a week. And that's if you don't have it taxed. I have it taxed because guess what? If you don't have it taxed, it's going to come out next year for your tax, you know, for your actual taxes, right? which means if you don't work for an entire year, that's money you owe them. So j- just keep that in mind when it comes to work, which is, again, what I'll go into with the two, three job economy situation in that talk. But outside of that, Shane, I'm just waiting for that job to happen. Um, I have a two-year-old who's talking back now, and she doesn't want to wear any shoes outside of Crocs, and she loves dresses now. So she goes to school every day with Crocs and a dress on because that's just what the fuck she wants to wear. Um, the wife, she's going to a bachelorette party. So I'm doing my due diligence of having sex with her for every day this week to make sure she don't do nothing stupid when she do go to the bachelorette party because I feel like anybody who is smart would do the exact same thing. Um, and this weekend, I do intend on having a drink or two just by myself outside somewhere windy and when I say windy I mean it was like AC and shit like that and you know I'll be cool um finally and I'll, I'll just get back to the show um some people when it comes to like friendships you have to check your friends and Q will know because he, he and I've had this talk but I had a friend Q who got completely out of fucking pocket over I want to say it was over the weekend we were talking in our group chat for the sports desk about 
just life, not uh, life and gambling and like sports betting and shit like that. And Q decided he was going to take it upon himself to drunkenly say what he's wanted to say publicly. And I'm sitting there, I'm looking at the chat. I was like, okay, this nigga has lost his fucking mind. Now, it's not the first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, or 11th incident where Q has been at a bar and casually decided to speak his mind. And I'm only doing this because, like, I haven't talked to Q, but naturally he, you know, he inserted himself in some shit he had no business doing. And he essentially cost himself many friendships, including my own, because he doesn't know how to honestly get his shit together. Um, and I won't go into like the full details of like Q and his shenanigans. Um, hopefully, like we, you know, we still already are going to do the sports desk. I know it'll be Lou, Cashley, and I. Q is welcome to join, but I had to take the reins back on that show because we haven't had a sports desk show in a month, and it's not anybody's fault. It's just one of those things where consistency is key. And anybody who heard the Loudmouth Stereo episode last week, um, episode eight, knows that I'm about this starting on time, getting the docket done, and having a schedule. So now that that's aligned, um, I feel a whole lot better. I slept on it, and I was like, did I, you know, that I ruin stuff by, you know, telling my friend off and all that. And I was like, you know what? Sometimes you have to be the person to tell somebody about themselves because nobody else will listen. And everybody used to tell me, they were like, oh, well, you don't see where this person's messing up and how they're fucking up. And I was like, I see it, but I had blurred vision for it because that's your friend. You don't want to just like shit on your friend because they need you, right? But that incident was like, oh, so you use this shit as leverage. You use this friendship as like, okay, they're always going to be my friend regardless of how much I fuck up. And that could be an episode in itself. And I may change my episode in two, uh, was it, in three weeks to that topic alone because Chance told me, Baylor's told me, people in general and passing have told me and one thing i'm trying to stick the landing on outside of consistency is honestly just uh teaching people how to treat you and over the weekend that text conversation was like okay you got me fucked up and now i know better so again probably in three weeks that'll be the episode so pretty much i'm I'm done with my little spill of what's been going on and shooting the shit shan what about you um work what you said i've been wanting to quit <laughs> i've been wanting to quit and just call my brother up and be like so i'm about to be your secretary at your your place of business because <laughs> and it's that it's not the job is impossible the job is not impossible it's the incompetence that i gotta deal with on a daily basis and the the people feeling like the position that i'm in is like a joke for them like let me come in here and bullshit with you because Mm -hmm. because i'm trying to multitask and do shit over here and i'm gonna act like you work for me and Mm -hmm. i'm gonna talk to you how i want to talk to you and i need you to give me all the answers i have and i'm just like I'm I'm at the point where you know when your 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 supervisor has meetings. So does anybody have any um, questions or comments on what's going on? I'm mm-hmm. at the point where I I say nothing. Oh wow! And so and so now, um, the company is revamping the department where they're going to, of course, make people who is who who are in the de- department but in certain sectors do everything in that department instead of having a section that you handle so you put in more for us to do but ain't nobody talking about more pay you put in more places for us to be able to go when the when uh the volume of need is needed for y'all but ain't nobody talking about more pay Mm. and so it's kind of like they're trying to train people who don't know the other departments and the other sectors that works. But in my head is like, I have one ear to the shit and I have one ear that's not paying attention because in my mind it's like, oh, we're not about to be around for this. Yeah. 
you know and i don't i don't like working half ass or knowing i'm giving half ass energy but my wisdom and my know-how not to be cocky but bitch i'm above this shit this is yep. shit i this is shit i would take on if i was 18. this is shit i would mm. take on if i was 22. i'm mm. not about to be irritated miserable and stressed out because somebody else can't get their shit together and wants me to come fix this fix their problems mm. and that's just where i'm at now i don't feel like what they're gonna have us doing is worth the pay compared to other companies in this sector that i work in mm -hmm. um but at the same time it's like these jobs are also posting positions for shit that i do already shit i've been doing mm -hmm. for 17 plus years and you fill out the application you send in the resume and it's like oh thank you for applying but unfortunately um we went with the candidate with more mm -hmm. x y and z and i'm over here and i'm in a group chat with my friends where we talk about work hanging out and mm -hmm. all kinds of shit and i'm just like okay i did i did 15 of these today i wake up to five rejected and they mm -hmm. all say the same shit. and so what i'm thinking is like you know, now the new update for jobs and applications is your ethnicity. Mm -hmm. Are you a veteran? Do you have a disability? What is your sexual orientation? And what are your pronouns? Mm. I legit feel like because this wave of pronouns and this wave of your sexual orientation is on these applications. I feel like they're fishing mm -hmm. to add more people who are out with I'm transgender to the workplace so they can be mm -hmm. like, we have a diverse workplace, yep. not just in ethnicity, but in this. And it's no knock to whoever is transgender or, um, uses pronouns and you want to add them into the workplace to make your workplace look on another level of diversity but mm -hmm. be honest don't tell me that don't tell me oh the ethnicity is on there and your sexual orientation is on there and we put pronouns to include everybody because the reality is whether or not I like fucking Bobby or Samantha, whether or not I like to be called she or her, but I was not biologically born that, my quality and know-how of work will not be affected by that. Exactly. So you telling me it's optional, um, you don't necessarily have to tell us that, is not necessary get it the fuck off the application then mm. you, you stop acting like y'all don't pick more asians in a workplace mm -hmm. if y'all asian numbers are low stop acting like y'all don't pick more african-americans since your african-americans percentage in your business is low because every business in the united states has awards at the end of each year and they get yep. awards which equals the money and funding based upon how diverse their workplace is. And I, I just need, I just need people to be honest about what they're looking for and what they're asking for. Cause there's no fucking way mm. that the things that I'm applying to that are partial of what I do somebody else is more qualified yeah you know what let, 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 let's stick to landing with this one because i as you were saying what you were saying i was writing this shit down for like us to bring it up later 
we need to address it now before we go into the show and then go back towards you know the end but we got a voicemail from cashley let's play that one before i just go like dive directly in yeah that's a good point um unfortunately a lot of companies are using the diversity inclusion um initiative as another way to create tokens um see look here's our token black Mm -hmm. or here's our token trans person you know it's it's not they're not even really trying to enrich their um workplace genuinely or even trying to find who's actually able to do the job it's just another way to create tokens unfortunately yes absolutely for let, let me let me address what Cashley just said and then i'll get into the, the rejections and the application shit i showed you saying i showed you know Cashley and everybody else when i went to our retreat at work you know at the at the previous agency right I was literally the only person of color and somebody's like, well, Greg, you had a, a Indian woman there. You had, um, actually I think she, that was it. She had, and then we had the Spanish woman that they had just hired. Right. Mm-hmm. When I talk about diversity and inclusion or when I'm told that, you know, Oh, like, you know, we're trying to be diverse. Being diverse isn't just having one of everything. And then hoping that, okay, you got one Indian person, you got one Hispanic person, you got one black person and having that be diversity and inclusion. Because here's the thing, a lot of these companies, diversity is to be seen and not heard. Like Mm. you, you are a fucking person that worked there. They don't want to hear from you. They barely want to work with you. They don't communicate. I I think I told you this as well, Shane, like my first two weeks, I thought these motherfuckers didn't like me because they just didn't speak. They were just like mute and shit. Outside Mm -hmm. of my boss who was forced to talk to me, the rest of them were just like, okay, everybody's in a little bubble. When I went to the retreat, I was the most fucking outgoing person. I'm meeting people like, oh, like, and I think this is going to sound crazy, but white people feel like black people only talk black shit. And the moment that they realize, like, oh, this person has a personality, have charisma, they, they're just not on nigga time all the time. They're like, <laughs> oh, like, and you, you, you get what I'm saying, though, right? Like, they don't, because yeah. I present, like, a black dude with a beard and, you know, just, like, I don't wear fucking suits and bow ties and shit. Like, I, that's just not my characteristics, right? So when I open my mouth and they're like, oh, this one, not only is he educated, like, they don't realize the work it takes to be black and not only do you have to deal with code switching you have to deal with each individual person individually like when i start at work at any job like i have to know each person there may be that one bitch that nobody in the office likes i can't be like everybody everybody else and hate her i still have to work with her because she's the one who got the most knowledge and that's the one Mm -hmm. person you don't want to piss off because you piss her off you the one that's fired because you're a person of color and she's gonna find a reason to not fuck with you right then you have the guy who likes sports, but he don't really talk to nobody. So you start talking sports to him because you have to have alliances. When you are a person of color, black man or woman, and when I say person of color, I'm talking just to us, right? But that for me, I learned a lot with the whole diversity and inclusion because out, you know, up until the Black Lives Matter shit, you know, during the pandemic, Companies weren't talking about diversity and inclusion. They were like, okay, we will hire a black person because we just need to hire a black person. But that black person, they can do the mailroom. They can, you know, they can go and do office service. They can be the IT guy. But the people who did go to school, did get the degrees and shit like that, when they were sitting in those meetings and stuff, you would be seen and not heard. For me, for example, with the agency, I would throw out ideas with research. And you've seen the, uh, the screenshot, Shane. I was told my information was wrong, even though there was backing behind it, this research behind it. My, my ex-boss told me it couldn't be that, even though it was research directed from the fucking company where we were getting the research from. She hated the shit. So again, I, I want to make it too long-winded about that. I want to talk about the application and the bypass shit. Um, somebody going to hate my opinion for this, but I've gotten to the point with job applications if there's not a quick apply i look at that last mm. like somebody gonna, somebody gonna hate the fact that i said that shit but it's true my time is just as valuable as yours if you were going and just scanning the fucking resume yeah and when i say scanning I meaning they're using a system to look for keywords yeah. and they're not even looking at the fucking grand scope of your resume 
what the fuck do I need to spend more than 10? Honestly, I should not be spending more than five minutes applying for your job because half the information that you need is on my fucking resume. And there are a lot of jobs now. I don't know what it is that each company is doing their shit through Workday. Now, the issue with Workday, yes. Shane, is when you apply for these jobs, they don't give you just one Workday account where you're like, all right, you apply to all these. Each fucking company has their own Workday account. It's so you annoying. have to register. Yeah, you have to uh, apply through, you know, Google's Workday, then Meta's Workday, and, you know, CVS's work, like all these different companies instead of just having, you know, one Workday account, which pisses me off. Then once you get through all of this, they ask you for a cover letter. I, in 2023, I understand that, you know... I can hear like, Drake's voice now. Yes, you need that. <laughs> but here's the thing. Like, if that's what people... I feel like a cover letter is for two different positions. Entry level and senior level management. Those are the only two people who need to be explaining why the fuck they need the job. The entry level person is basically telling you what they're doing, you know, what they can attempt to accomplish in that role based on the experience that they've had, right? Versus the senior level person was like the same situation. I've done this over my tenure and this is why you should hire me. Everybody else who falls in that big ass gray area, your resume is exactly what it is. Like they're just being too lazy to read that. And then they're still gonna ask you questions. I did a fucking interview, Shane, I shit you not. The guy hadn't even read the resume, hadn't even read the cover letter. He's reading the resume as I'm explaining who the fuck I am. Then he, he told me that he had, he had copy and pasted the wrong role for the wrong title for a job. I'm sitting, I'm like, oh, so everybody's just fucking lazy. So when I go and I look at a job and I see the quick apply, I apply to those first. And people say, well, great, don't apply to everything because apparently now on LinkedIn, um, if you apply to a, a bunch of jobs, like the people who have the LinkedIn uh, recruiter like status or whatever, they can see not the jobs you apply to, but how many jobs you, you know, you've applied to. Which to me, I'm sitting there, I'm like, is it a bad thing now to fucking apply to multiple jobs? Or are they expecting you to, oh, I'm gonna just pl- apply for one, two, or three. Sometimes, Shane, I just, I open the app and I see a job. Even though I know I can't do the shit, you as the employer, you gotta teach me something any fucking way. Or I'm gonna learn it on the job. I feel like, <laughs> I, I learn better now at 36, just learning the shit. If you teach it to me, I write it down, I do my research on it, and I apply it while I'm working. I'm not going, and outside of certificates, I'm not going to go back to school to get another fucking degree. I'm not going to go to this course and take, you know, six weeks of lessons to figure out this, because every job that you do, every new job, is going to be something different. There's going to be different software. There's going to be different processes. So people going and trying to give you the this cookie cutter method of like this is what we want we want six years of experience but we want it to be an entry-level role and we're going to pay between 35 and 60,000 and you're like what what is the between the 35 and the 60,000 and then they're like oh yeah our last person made 42 but this is and then they make you feel they make you feel stupid for asking for the salary you're asking for yes It's Shan, <laughs> the other half of Greg on Loudmouth Stereo. Just want to let you guys know that we did update the Loudmouth Stereo shop hoodies and shirts and stickers and a whole bunch of goodies for you. So we appreciate you subscribing. You are the only group of people getting this audio here. <laughs> Uh, you can find us on YouTube this episode, but that's the only way non-subscribers will catch this. And um, yeah, thank you for subscribing. And don't forget to check out the Loudmouth Stereo Shop. Now let's get into the episode. <laughs> it, it's, it's fucking madness. And, and I, I, I think okay. it's fucking immature. I will say this, and then I'll let you go. I think it's fucking immature for jobs to have the audacity to get particular about what you're requiring human mm-hmm. beings to do with this job, and you don't even put what you're paying. Facts. And you know what, Shane? I'm going to piggyback on what you said, and then I'm going to just close out. You know, not close out, but just, like, move on. 
a lot of those jobs that do that, when you look at their requirements, it's six to 15 bullets uh, shit that they <laughs> want you to do. It's insane. And you'd be like, yo, what the fuck? Like, Shan, I, I looked at one job, I scrolled, and you know how when your finger, when you like thumb up, I thumbed up twice and I still wasn't done with the fucking qualifications. I'm sitting like, what the, f-? like, what is this? Like, it, it didn't make sense. And it's like, okay, you gotta be able to, like, what was like the red flag for me? It was like, work um work well under pressure. You know what that means? That that team or somebody on that team is going to piss you off and annoy the fuck out of you to the point where you may want to quit. So you got to work or under pressure. Or not even that. When the rest of the team wants to bullshit and there's a deadline, yep. are you going to be a team player and do the work? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. That, that's why, like, with a lot of these jobs, they want you to say you're a team player. That way you could be the LeBron on that fucking team. On a team full of people who ain't going to do shit, but they're expecting you to average 30 to 40 a game. And you're sitting there like, what the fuck? Like, do y'all do anything? Absolutely fucking not. Well, cool. If that's the case, I want no parts. Um, and then finally, when it comes to like these applications, it's not about what your resume look like now. It's about getting there first. A lot of people get discouraged, including me, when I go on LinkedIn and I see, because it shows you how many people apply. I'm like, okay, they just did this job an hour ago, right? They just posted an hour ago. 493 people have applied for the job. I'm like, well, I definitely ain't gonna get this motherfucker. Let me just go ahead and keep moving on. So you, you literally, like, I have it filtered on LinkedIn jobs where in the past 24 hours, and I look at jobs, it's like, all right, if they got less than like 50 to 100 applicants, I'll throw my name in the hat. And the reason why is I've gotten so comfortable with rejection letters now, I don't even have to open them. I just look at my email or I get the notification on my lock screen and it says, unfortunately, and I could just literally like, nah, what's, what's the point of going through that? Yeah, just create a filter. Exactly. I, I swear to you, like, I'm gonna just read you today alone, right? Um, actually, not, not today. Um, this was yesterday, the 18th. No, I'm sorry, two days ago, the 18th. I applied for a human resources consultant job at some company. Thank you for your interest in the human resource consultant position at this company in Bethesda. Unfortunately, we will not be remove, uh, moving forward with your application, but we appreciate your time and interest, right? I had to go and say, well, when the fuck did I actually apply for this job? Right, because I'm sitting there I'm like, okay, this job, they've declined me. When the fuck did I apply for the job? I applied for the job the 15th, right? So in three days, I get like you, you know, told me I didn't like qualify for this job. I go and I look again, at the posting they haven't they have 75 applicants the job or whatever was posted five days ago right mm-hmm. but they just reposted the job when i say repost yeah, it meaning they're doing a lot of that they're saying oh this job is no longer available and then in two exactly weeks it's back up they're fishing mm-hmm. just like is- just like when the government was giving out these ppp loans mm-hmm these companies got paid okay paid. these companies got paid so much money that they were just creating bullshit jobs just to see yep. who was out there looking or who was out there that was available but they weren't Sorry. hiring nobody for nothing because a lot of these jobs it's not that before the pandemic, it wasn't possible for it to be done at home. It mm-hmm. we run this company with a under our thumb mentality so much that yep. we want to see you drive your cars in our parking lots. Mm-hmm. We want to see you get dressed up and show us that you could kiss our ass. We want to yep. see you sit at your desk. We want to see that you are at your desk. We want to come ask you your name just to make sure I can check off in the email that you did show up and swipe your badge. We want to make sure you are at your seat. We want to make sure you are going to your lunch when you're supposed to go to your lunch. And I'd be in there like, are people in here not in their mid-30s? Exactly. Are people in here not in their 40s? Do, are people in here not trained and qualified to do this job? Are people in here not the same people that were 
all motherfucking month long at home, butt naked, getting this job the fuck done. Can mm-hmm. y'all please stop the extra shit? And when I tell you I've been working corporate since 2014, mm-hmm. and, 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 and this job was my first corporate job that I ever worked, because when I started working at 16, it was straight retail. And if I was working in the office, it was more on a like design side of working in the office and getting things ready for shows, right? Mm-hmm. I don't need nobody to check on me to tell me what time it is. Facts. And I hate working for anybody who got to make sure I'm working. Mm-hmm. But again, Shan, like those are the the micro, literally the micro managers. Keyword in there isn't micro; it's fucking managers. A lot of the people who are checking on you, making sure you're doing your job right, you should be asking, well, "What the fuck are you doing? If you got so much time to check up on me and my work, do you just not have enough of your own?" I swear to God, sometimes you're like, oh, like you know, again, the last boss, she, she led out to be nice, and then obviously she showed her, you know, she showed her hand, and. I sat there and I was like, okay, am I not doing my work right? And it wasn't that I wasn't doing my work right. It was I was doing my work and she couldn't understand that I was doing it at the volume I was doing it. Like a lot of companies, a lot of bosses and shit, they're expecting to get seven and a half, eight hours out of you. And you're like, okay, I can do this in two, three hours and be done and have the rest of my fucking day. That's why that working from home shit, they hate it. Because I, I be- had a manager like that when I was a visual manager at a store and, um, the West Village. Mm-hmm. She was like, "I just don't believe that you came in and you stayed those extra hours after working in the store in the Hamptons, and you came back to drop off X, Y, and Z. I just don't mm-hmm. believe that you left the store that time." I said, "Can you please check your cameras?" Yes. Check your store cameras downstairs and upstairs. This lady gave me a key to her store in the West Village. And then sometimes on the weekends, I would, on each day, Saturday and Sunday, I would have to take a fucking bus early in the fucking morning on Saturday Mm -hmm. morning, drive all the way up on that bus to the Hamptons, open that store by myself, run that store by myself, run the register by myself, close that store, make it back to the motherfucking bus, and go Mm -hmm. the fuck back home and do it the next day. And she had the audacity when it came to totaling up my hours how much money she had to pay me Mm-mm. girl because you acting like i drive here yep uh, again <laughs> everything you everything you say i'm sitting there like y'all like this is gonna be one of them shows and i know i know you got work in the morning but i'm just letting you know this now it's gonna be one of those shows I, i'm gonna get to these voicemails real quick how we doing greg and shan this is the men of science Hey, look, I know that you all went through a great deal of information. I'm just popping in. My apologies for the absence. This is what it's about. We know what the situation is. We know what the game is. You have to get a job in an industry where people don't want to work. You have to do the work that people don't want to do. Then you get yourself an LLC, and then you own the business in the field where people don't want to work. That's it. Because we, we understand what's going on. We don't sit at the table and, and we're not drinking buddies, even if we qualify for these jobs. We can't get into these senior roles. But we're not part of the club. That's just what it is. But um, part two, peace. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to keep playing his voicemails. He got a couple more. You also have to watch out for sexual harassment in the workplace. You know, sometimes you're hired because of eye candy. I've had a situation with the Caucasian woman that took in a liking to me. She would eat bananas in front of my face and bend over at like she's looking for something. And then one day she said, oh, he's sexy as hell. I'm about my business. I'm trying to get my money. So when I wasn't accepting her advances, you know, she got pissed off you know she's working in a payroll department so she's 
within walking distance of the supervisor, the higher supervisor. You think she got something pleasant to say about me? Everything that I do wrong, she's going to bring to their attention. So, you know, you got to look at that aspect, too. You know, a lot of people deal with sexual harassment in the workplace. Yeah. And a lot of that sexual harassment shit, I'm, I'm trying to be respectful because I don't know who's going to hear this in five years. Like you said, it's the people who have the power over your pay. Like you said, the payroll person, the HR people, because they have free reign over everything. Like they can be like, all right, cool. Like, well, what's that? Uh, Shane, you said this before when we talked about jobs, like how HR isn't your friends. They like they are there for mm-hmm. the company. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, just imagine that. Like, if you get in good, and when I say get in good, meaning you may sleep with, because I've seen it all the time. Like, oh, you sleeping with the HR person, you sleeping with this person, and it helps you out. You get a goddamn yeah. job, you know, in a higher role because of that. But the moment you stop doing, you know, stop jumping when they say how, you know, saying how high when they tell you to jump, then you fucked. They're like, oh, nah, like you do everything wrong now. Your performance shit is dead. You're doing this wrong. I'm like, goddamn, is it that bad? And the reason why is you stop fucking them the way that they wanted to be fucked. So now they're going to fuck you. And it, it's sad, but it's very fucking true. This one, another thing that I had to learn only do what your job requires you to do don't do anything extra because if you start uh doing extra work that's your responsibility your regular job and that extra work that you decided to do that's just what it is and you know it ain't about you them uh micromanaging you they know that you're working and they know that you can do the work that three people can do the fact of the matter is they want control over you. That's what it's about. It's control. That's why you got to get into industries where they understand your worth and you understand your worth. And they understand that you understand that you don't have to be there. Yep. And that's what it's about. And they'll they'll back off. Yep. Yeah. Once I discovered like the, the true definition of at will employee. I started treating shit a whole lot differently because there's a lot of shit that I, I saw just working in law that I was like, you know what? I don't want to work in law anymore. Like, you're expendable. And I don't mind having a job that you're expendable, but what you're not going to do is tell me I'm not doing my work as if you could do it better. Because the moment I leave, you're going to try to hire somebody for the cheat, and you're going to want me to train them on my shit. I won't do it. I absolutely will not fucking do it. Um, Shane, how you feel about that? Um, that's the same thing in the, um, industry I'm in, Mm. uh, I'm knowledgeable of it, but now I'm seeing a side where it's more so working with the client, Mm. um, from a independent contractor side. And I'm like in the middle of Mm. the company and I'm seeing the racism Mm. that, certain ethnicities get over other ethnicities using the same service, but more leniency to your allowances of what the company allows you to get for your hard time versus this person over here's ethnicity. Oh, this is canceled. Mm-hmm. And when I talk to people that know I'm in this industry that know me, they were like, well, why don't you, you know, become an adjuster and work for yourself? Why don't you do this? Because they're looking at it, the money side. They're not looking yep. at it in the integrity side. The, when I clock out, I want to feel good about the business I did today. They're looking at, you can make this much money. You can control your hours. And I say this to say, when I drive through Atlanta and I see big, beautiful lawns and I see big, beautiful houses, Mm -hmm. I never say, damn, I wish I had that. And the reason Mm. I say it's not because I don't want a big, beautiful house and a lawn and peace and be able to. I want that, but not at the, not at the level of, I want to have the power to have a button to ruin millions of people's lives because Mm. I'm the owner or because I'm this exec in the business and 
I just want to lay off 10 people this week. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. I know those people who have those homes, who have those luxuries, have that fucking button. Yep. And at every level in life, I don't care what money you make, you can make 40000 you can make 190000 you can make 300000 a year. You're going to have people who are going to make you feel like you don't belong. You're going to have people who are going to make you feel like you're not doing enough. And you're going to have people who are going to make you feel like you shouldn't have any problems because you have enough money. Mm -hmm. So it's really about, I'm 36 and I'm at a point where I need to be able to work, be able to do the work, be helpful, have stability, have a salary that allows me to do what I need to do, some of what I want to do, and put something aside for emergency shit, Mm -hmm. and still have a life where I can disengage, Yep. but not at the detriment of my integrity or my character or me feeling like I need to be able to talk down to people because my salary is this. Like, there's a way to have balance in a workplace, and it's not this fake work-life balance shit that these companies is pushing. Exactly. That, you know, what's so funny is when I apply to these jobs and a lot of them say work-life balance, I ask, Okay, if you want to work life balance, why are you trying to get people to return to the office? Period. Why why do you need to be in a, like I I know it sounds crazy to hear. Like I I was blessed to have that job, you know, both jobs, the last two, one working at home one week and then in the office the next week. And I was like, "You know what? I wanted something a little bit better because I'm doing the same work at home that I'm doing in the office." So there's no fucking point in me being in your office. So then I got the job where it's like, all right, you come in on Tuesday and Thursday. But then when I would go in on Tuesday and Thursday, I'm not speaking to nobody because everybody else is in their own little silo. They own little bubble. I'm nobody. Like, so I'm like, yo, I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay, I'm not an asshole for trying to figure out why you need me here. And it's like, oh, you, you rented this space or you bought this space and you're trying to justify why you still need it. You don't need it. You're cutting, you're literally spending money where it doesn't need to be spent. The firm, for example, Shane, they bought these duplex printers literally eight months before the pandemic. They bought it in what, like July of 2019, right? Each printer, Shane, I shit you not, was about $23,000. They bought six of them. And then you know what happened? The entire fucking world shut down six to eight months later. So they had all these printers and they had to figure out, well, damn, we bought the printers. And now we're trying to figure out what we need to print. A lot of companies are just printing shit just because they needed to print. You don't have to print this shit no more. Figure out how to make it um, convenient for you and your, your brand, your company. And they still hadn't figured it out. Even when I left, they were still trying to figure shit out. Some companies need to listen to the reviews that they have. And when a lot of these um, exit interviews, because I had my first exit interview with the firm that I was at before. And they asked me, like, oh, is there anything that you would improve? And I was like, will you listen? And the reason why, you know, I asked that question is because it's a genuine question. I wasn't asking to be an asshole. It was like, okay, if I tell you what you could do to improve this shit after being here for five years, are you going to say, you know what, we're going to try to implement this. And the reason why I knew they wouldn't is because other people had said the same fucking thing on their way out. So when we would go to people's farewell happy hours and shit, and they would talk about all the the shit that they had to deal with and how things could have been easier if, I'm like, okay, I'm going to just regurgitate what the fuck they done said because you ain't fuck with them. And guess what? Not a goddamn thing changed. Um, but I guess going back to the whole, like, the remote work and the hybrid work and shit like that, somebody, again, is going to be mad at me. I don't apply for any jobs that say on-site. I won't. I absolutely, because there's, no, there's nothing that I do career-wise at this point that I should be in your office five days a week. Now, the reason why I say that is because even before the pandemic, I had friends talking about, well, Greg, like, even if I just had Mondays off, I would take 10-hour work days. And I was like, you know what? That sounds like a good fucking idea. I would do that before going into the office fucking, uh, you know, even on an on-site thing. I do that. 
But now when, you know, these jobs are telling you, oh, you got to go back in. Like, okay, you want me to go back in, right? But then you have all these stipulations. You want me to, you know, pay into my medical benefits. Why the fuck can't you do that? You're making money off of me. And you're going to give me the most economical, like, basic plans any fucking way. You pay for medical and dental, right? Pay for the transportation. Oh, you don't want to pay for the transportation. So why the fuck would I come into the office then? They don't, they don't realize how much it takes to do that stuff. To wake up at 6.30, 7 o'clock in the morning to get to a job early enough that people won't sit there and bitch about, oh, they're walking in at 9.05 instead of 9 o'clock because that shit happens all the time as well. Then you have to worry about the, the office politics, the, the small talk. That's the one thing I don't miss. I don't miss having to, you know, go in there and try to refill my water bottle and people stopping me asking questions about my weekend and did I watch sports? Motherfucker, you know I watch I watch it every time, like every fucking day. Why are you asking me the stupid ass question? Um, the pizza parties. I, you, you can't celebrate somebody working by saying, hey, we're going to buy Domino's. That is the I most can... disrespectful shit to adults in a workplace ever. Yeah. How, oh, about, yeah, which, how about the root canal that I need? Y'all go ahead and pay for it. Facts. <laughs> facts. You talking about, oh, yeah, we, we got a pizza party and shit. Or, or oh, we, we have it. And then, like, usually right after a pizza party or something like that, you know what they do? They host these little health awareness uh, contests and shit. Oh, yeah, well, what we're doing is, you know, to get everybody right for the summer for fitness, well, um, we're having a Fitbit challenge where you get a $50 gift card if you have the most steps. It's like, what the fuck? I'm so stupid. Like, no. How, how can I have the most steps if you want me to sit at my desk and do this fucking work? Can, can you make it make sense? So, again, this is weird. How long have we been going so far? We, we've been going long enough that we haven't even, t- we haven't scratched the fucking surface 50 minutes later. And I'm, I'm gonna try to, like, structure it, like, really brief. I ain't gonna go too long on it. But we need to talk about why it's a two to three job economy if everything we haven't already highlighted at the beginning i have my reasons i'm sure shan has her reasons so we, i will stick with that um i'll just start by prefacing for me and then hoping that it applies to somebody because i'm not gonna hit all the targets right i'm a big proponent of looking for remote work i talked about that like remote work or hybrid work i'm with that um especially with the two or three job economy you should be having a side hustle. That's why I say look for remote work. There are a lot of companies that are looking for contractors. And if you're a contractor, you make your stipulations. You tell them what the fuck you want to do or you ain't got to work with them. That, that ties into freelancing because they're going to tell you, oh, we want you to come into the office. We want you to do this and this and this. But hey, as a contractor, I can do what I want to do and you can let me go. But you're contractually obligated to me for the next three, six, or however you know, long you do that contract, right? So definitely... If you have a full-time job, I know now, and you should apply it as well, it shouldn't be your only source of income. You should definitely be trying to figure out what can I do on the side to be making money. Shannon and I, we talk about it till we blew in the face. Podcasting, if we could make, and I did like the numbers. I was like, if we could do roughly $300 per episode, just, just each person, like you and I, we get $300 for each episode we do, right? We could pay our rents and mortgages with the one, two episodes that we do a week or the four episodes we do a fucking month. J- just to talk our shit. I'm not talking about ads. I'm not talking about merch. I'm not even adding that into that. That's why I'm saying, you know, you, you have to have some type of freelance work that you can do on the side. Sell, you know, sell your own mer- uh, merchandise. Uh, I know Renaissance uh, was talking about like LLCs and stuff like that. But you definitely need to figure out how you're going to get your money. Um, number two, uh, figuring out your your current job isn't going to be paying you enough or isn't paying you enough. Them three to 6% raises, that shit is dead. Um, and the reason why I say it's dead is every person I've talked to in the past four months about work and losing their jobs and stuff like that, the one thing they talked about regretting was loyalty mm. and that and I, i'm not i'm not going to give all of my opinion because i want you to like speak as well shane that loyalty shit matters because there are a lot of new jobs that are expecting you to be at a job for a certain amount of time a certain amount of years and then they'll ask you little stupid shit like well why'd you leave this job 
and you can't be brutally honest and say exactly what the fuck it is, which is that three to six percent ain't paying for that six to eight percent increase in the cost of living. It's not at all. So for me, I feel like that is the biggest point to start with, just figuring out that, you know, your current rate or your current job isn't paying enough. And that's a lot of the reasons why you may need a second or third job. How do, how do you feel, Shane? I'll say this. Um, I've never felt comfortable with one job. Mm. Like, you know, I'm Jamaican, so it hasn't. It it hasn't been, oh, now it's a two to three job economy. It has mm-hmm. always been a two to three job economy yep. for me. Like, I've always had two to three jobs since I was, you know, 18 years old to 29 years old. Mm-hmm. At 29, it became, oh, you're a mom now. Mm-hmm. And I don't want my kids to be latchkey kids. Mm-hmm. I don't want my kids to be putting in clothes to get in the house and raise themselves. So mm-hmm. I had to slow down. I'm not married. Their dads don't live with me. I'm not shacking up with no boyfriend. It is mm-hmm. just me, my house, the truck, these kids. All my utilities are in my name. The truck is in my name. I have the business on the side. Um, I write off what I'm supposed to write off. You know what I'm saying? I, I figure out how to make the small things stretch. Mm-hmm. But now as we are 30 plus people, we need passive income. We don't need two to three jobs because our bodies can't do two to three jobs. We need to focus on one project, one product that's going to keep paying us and accessible to people digitally. Mm. We ain't got to touch it. We ain't got to make extra time for it. We create it one time. We put it out there. It's done. That's why I do the books. Mm. That's why I have um, people who can access me if they want me to do their editing. People who can contact me if they want me to do something for them that they can't do themselves. Which I believe anybody can do anything if you want to do it. Sometimes... Mm -hmm. When it comes to podcasting, I'll do marketing, I'll do editing, but the one thing that I hate doing is trying to figure out equipment. Mm. My weakness in podcasting is equipment, learning what it can do, buttons and all of that shit. I'm not interested. Mm-hmm. I don't want to learn it. I think I think that's for people who love it. It's not for people who just want to do podcasting. When it comes to write-up and creating content, I I like doing that. When it comes to research, I like doing that. When it comes to scheduling shit, I like doing that. If, as a society, we all got to a point where we're just like, I'm only going to do what I love doing, Mm. and I'm going to figure out how to be great at what I love doing, and figure out who needs me to do that thing that I love doing, we will be a better society. But because so many people are driven on, oh, I became a lawyer because my parents wanted me to become a lawyer. Or I became a police officer because I got bullied in school and I need to set everybody else right. Or, Mm. you know, I became um, a bus driver because, you know, I had a wife she divorced me and took my kids and this is the only access I have around kids and I want to be in a sense of authority and tell kids what to do. Or I became a teacher because they make X, Y, and Z money. I'm knowledgeable about this. I took the certificate, but I can't stand these kids. Mm. When people get in positions and jobs for the wrong reasons, that shit, it spills over and it spills over into how you treat people. It spills over into you being able to shape a classroom of 30 kids for the next generation. People have to deal with their shit. It spills over into, oops, yeah, I did accidentally pull the trigger, but I felt uncomfortable. I'm a police officer. I feel like the department should back me up. It spills Mm. over into 
yeah, I did cancel their policy. I just didn't feel like they would be able to make those payments. But you done wrote bad business for five other clients. Exactly. If people don't start self-checking themselves and they're so worried about the money, then we're always going to continuously have the problems that we currently have. I think at every... Whoa, 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 whoa. I know it's getting juicy, but I want you guys to check back with us on the I'm Out Stereo podcast on Monday for the rest. If you need your whole full shot of I'm Out Stereo, you can go on the Stereo app and look up our shows under our names. At Hey Greggy on Stereo or at She Gets It Pod on Stereo to get the full show. But the second half will be up on monday i promise i have it edited and ready to go i appreciate you checking out loudmouth stereo i know when it comes to these jobs and applying for jobs and tweaking your resume to make it make sense the way that these resumes are going through a machine and looking for keywords to pick up for different um different positions is kind of frustrating and just bracing yourself to get ready for an interview that you're really not a hundred percent about because you don't know if that company is a hundred percent about you that is another frustration in it but just like you just like us we're always looking to be valued in a workplace and also make it make sense for our families and we appreciate you checking it out and giving us your ears peace monday check back for part two Thank you.